is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-hosts, Micah hey. and Carrie. What's up? What a what a wonderful week <laughs> this week is <laughs> for so many reasons. So, so many reasons. Wednesday, as you're listening to this, as most of you are listening to this, is going to be a great day, hopefully. And and we're on Discord. We're on that later. Finally, moving away from the Zuckerberg Empire mm. and so on and so forth. Still playing Ghosts of uh, Tsushima. Uh, finished up Act Two last night. Uh, I was I was uh, I made someone real mad at me for doing some stuff that they really didn't want me to do. <laughs> yeah, you do it. You do. <laughs> you you do that a lot uh, <laughs> in in this in this particular game, uh, and I think I know who that person is. Yeah, and uh, that person's just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of glad that the story is uh, linear because because I I feel the temptation is there to have snuck in like a choose your own adventure part of the game in that sense. Um, not not to spoil anything. I don't want to spoil specifically what happens but i i see a a point where they could have easily made a divergent path and i'm kind of glad they didn't because it makes for better storytelling to not do that uh well before you say that mm-hmm. uh minor spoilers there mm-hmm. is one section where you have to make a choice okay so i'm assuming i'm coming up to it eventually uh, i'm not gonna tell you fair enough but yeah there's a there's a section fair enough um but but I I but I'm saying in this particular part in most games I yeah. would have expected a choice and yeah I was surprised yeah. to not get it yeah you know there's something about uh, telling a story telling a well crafted story right like I people or or having the illusion of choice but still telling a decent story right mm-hmm. like. The, the problem that everyone has with Mass Effect is that you get all these choices. You can do all this. You can take red or blue. You can be a dickhead. You can be benevolent. Um, but at the end of the day, there is an ending that you need to hit. Mm-hmm. And when you have too many choices and then you have to figure out how to funnel everybody back to that one ending that you have in your head, uh, it's not it might not be received well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's something about just telling a decent, just telling a decent story. Well, this one's a decent story. I'll say. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. I, um, I finished, um, uh, breath of the Euro, <laughs> uh, the, the Greek breath of the wild. Well, you say the Greek breath of the wild, but since it's, uh, since it's de- you know developed by a Montreal studio, we'll call it La Breath of the Wild. So. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, it was fun. It, it was fun. I, I I'll probably never go back to it. How much time did it take you to finish the game? Uh, maybe forty hours. Yeah, something like that. Uh, I'll, I'll probably I, I probably they have a season pass and all that crap. A I, season I'm pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, For what? <laughs> they want to add. Uh, so, I, I believe in Breath of the Wild. There are four like major people that you have to help. Well, in Breath of the Euro, there are four Greek gods that you have to help, <laughs> and, uh, and and one of them, one of the expansion passes, is like a new god. 
<laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just laughing. And the the more, the more we learn about this game, the more they're just absolutely cribbing from one of the most popular <laughs> games in this generation. I like, feel like, like Nintendo has sent <laughs> cease and desist orders for far less. <laughs> That's true, right? They have, except I guess you can't. I can't. I guess you can't. Uh, you can't copyright game des- game design and game mechanics. Yeah, patent Can law is you? weird, man. Patent law know. is weird. Like you can't you can't necessarily patent cert- like you can patent an idea, but there are ways that if you just tweak this, 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 and this, then it's different, right? Like instead of floating on your shield or whatever, oh, you got wings. I mean, you do the same exact stuff, but you know, yeah. instead of doing like this, you you do like that, and it, it, and now it's different. Instead of having your stamina bar be a circle, it's like a bunch of like half circles. Are are the dungeons also the insides of mechanical like beasts that you can pilot toward uh, a, toward a is, central point on the map? No, no the the dungeon like the shrines or yeah. the actual no the, the actual shrines? the actual dungeons not the shrine not not the puzzle shrines but the actual dungeons where you fight things. Um. I know that there is the the last dungeon is in the middle, mm-hmm. right? Where you fight Gant. I mean, <laughs> the, the the dragon that looks like Ganon, and it's in the middle of the map, and it's in like a volcano, and you have to dive into that volcano to try and to try and fight it. So, uh, it's different enough, but it was a fun little game. Uh, but I, I probably will never ever go back to it. Um, not even for like the trophies and it's a, it's an easy trophy game. It just requires Mm -hmm. like a lot and I don't want to do that right now. So it's an Ubisoft platinum (laughs) essentially. I mean, that's really, really what it is. All their games are kind of the same basic format at this point in time. Um, Carrie, you were going to talk about the monster hunter rise demo last week until your internet decided to take a shit on the internet for my whole block went out for like 10 hours last tuesday and and it came and it came back pretty much the exact time that we were done recording the podcast if i recall because that's how that works always yeah 100 percent um yeah so the monster hunter rise demo on switch um, there's like two sort of like training things and then there's two actual hunts that you can do. And like you can do you can do the training an infinite amount of times and you can do up to 30 hunts. And that's a lot. That's a lot of hunts. So um yeah, it's good. Like the game feels good. It it feels very similar to Monster Hunter World, which is good. Um, because my first Monster Hunter experience was like Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate on 3DS and I didn't like that game so I didn't play that much of it. Um Yeah, Mon- Monster Monster Hunter World deserves a lot of credit for a lot of reasons, but I think the most important reason it deserves credit is it really did help a western audience, a more mass audience onboard onto that yeah, series in a more the, in a better way. It made the learning curve manageable. Um, there's still a lot of subsystems in that game that are difficult to learn and difficult to master, but it it made the onboarding to those systems a lot easier. Um, and so the kind of things that they're tweaking for Rise feels like a sort of natural next step from World in a lot of ways. So yeah, it feels good. Um, 
game looks good. The the monsters look good. It plays really smooth. There wasn't any lag at all. Um, this feels like uh, feels like it's going to be a fun time. I'm I'm going to put a lot of hours into this game. <laughs> I can already tell. Um, you're 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 not going to be. It's not going to feel like a step down going from playing Monster Hunter World on PC to playing it on a Switch, where it's just not going to be quite as Mm. quite as smooth and pretty as it is on pc i mean here's the thing like there's so much going on it's not like you're you're gonna like stop and smell the fucking roses true in world right you know you're tracking a monster i'm not there for the graphics i'm there to fight (laughs) big monsters (laughs) um so it's it's going to be more of that the the locale is really cool um the new monsters that, that you get to fight in the demo, though I guess one is technically a returning monster. Uh, Mizutsune is coming back from an earlier game. Uh, Mizutsune was not present in World, but was one of these like fan-favorite monsters that people really liked and wanted to be in World and just wasn't. Um, so that's cool. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to playing it. I already have a bunch of friends who have said they're going to pick it up as well, so I know I'm going to have a good sort of like multiplayer crew right off the bat. So, yeah, um, it's going to be good. Um, also... The big time 1.5 update for Stardew Valley um, released on PC a couple weeks ago. Um, so within the last week and a half, I've put like 35 hours into Stardew Valley on <laughs> on between like a new solo game. And then I'm also doing co-op with a few friends for the first time. And that's really fun. So that's more time than I put into Ghost of Tsushima the entire mm-hmm. time that I've been playing it over the last Three three to four weeks. Yeah. Insane. Yep. Stardew Valley's... <laughs> uh, the amount of content that they have added to that game since its initial launch is astounding. Um, so, yeah. I'm... Uh, I don't know. It's a fun game. Um, that game's really fun to play in a co-op setting as well. Because then you can sort of like split the duties and not feel super overwhelmed trying to manage every aspect of your farm by yourself. Especially early game when that's really difficult. Did you so, uh, did you mention if that had if that update came to Switch or not yet? Because I might have to let them miss. Uh, this I now. believe that it is only on PC for now, um, and will be coming to console versions later. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we're starting to get into the uh, the new release uh, calendar a little bit now that we're past uh, Christmas holiday season. Uh, Hitman Three. Arrives this week on PlayStation, Xbox, uh, Switch, Stadia, and PC. Uh, I could be wrong about this. I believe the Switch version has to be played over a cloud network connection, if I'm not mistaken, for Hitman. I might be wrong about that, though. But I feel like that's one of those games that required internet connection at all times. So I I don't know. Someone can verify if it's that big a deal. Uh, Terratopia comes to PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Uh, the Dyson Sphere program comes to PC. Why you want to play a game about making over very expensive vacuum cleaners, I don't know. But there's is, that. I was getting ready to ask you, is that a vacuum cleaner game? No, I don't think so. The, a, <laughs> a, 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 Dyson, a Dyson Sphere is actually a thing, so. I don't know, man. I've seen, the, I, look, I've seen those Dyson vacuums, and some of them look round. <laughs> yeah, so, so a Dyson Sphere Mica is a hypothetical mega structure that completely encompasses a star and captures a large percentage of its power output. Hmm. So hmm. it's probably about space and stuff. Uh, ride well, four. Why isn't it flat? That I could not tell you. Uh, 
Maybe because it's a sphere, you see. Mm. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Are you going to be a Dyson Sphere truther now? There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ride 4 comes to PlayStation and Xbox. Uh, Shing comes to Xbox and Switch. And then Gravity Heroes comes to PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Those are your new releases for this week. Have you... um I'm talking to you, the listener. Have you wanted to have friendly discussions with us and your favorite TNP Studios uh, cast members? Uh, Well, now you can join us on the platform that is named for the exact opposite of a friendly (laughs) conversation. Uh, You can join us on Discord. Um, uh, You can find most of the Discord links uh, are most of the Discord links are live. this one, Dense Pixels, uh, The Nerdpocalypse, uh, Black on Black Cinema, Look Forward, those are all live. Uh, and you can find them in uh, our respective Facebook fan groups if you're already on there. Or I guess you can search for it. I don't know how Discord works. I think we have to invite them. Like, you need a link to join us. Oh, even better. Yeah. Um, so that people don't just jump in. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting used to it. I, I, you know, as an old man, I don't like change, (laughs) but, um, things seem to be, uh, running pretty smoothly. Uh, you know, everybody's taken to it like a fish to water. So, uh, and it's cool. And I'm, I'm getting a bunch of little updates on my, on my watch. So, um, yeah, we're, we're trying to look, this is new year. It's new us. New social media platform, one that's not uh, as evil. One that doesn't um, enable white supremacy and misinformation and conspiracy theories until yeah. it is no longer convenient for them to do so. Yeah, unless, you know, we allow it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I yes. ain't allowing any of that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, come, uh, come find us on Discord. Um, you can also find us on YouTube. Uh, at youtube.com slash dense pixels. Uh, you can subscribe to all of our shows uh, wherever you get your podcasts on the internets, um, uh, including The Nerd Apocalypse, Black on Black Cinema, Coming Distractions, uh, the Look Forward Political Podcast, uh, and the weekly preview episode of the Look Forward uh, Political Podcast. I think I'm stroking out. Um, go to densepixels.com slash premium. Uh, and for $5 a month or $50 for the full year, you get access to the premium slate of podcasts, including The Airing of Grievances, No Time to Bleed, The Men with the Golden Tongues, Upstage Conversation, and the full episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. Sure, there's nothing interesting happening this week. In <laughs> uh, we're waiting on the inauguration to record the episode, <laughs> so you'll see that in your feeds uh, probably Thursday. I would oh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, the fun was not intended. I am just drunk. Well, that's why I didn't acknowledge it. So, because I figured you didn't mean it. Because I figured if you had meant it, you would have you would have laid some extra laid some extra sauce on it just to nope. just to drive the force a of rim shot. Right. <laughs> so, surprising news last week. Um, it's been announced. Delightful news, actually. Yeah, a lot of people are really happy about this, and I completely understand why. Um, Ubisoft is going to be the next company to publish a Star Wars game not named Electronic Arts. So 
last week they and Lucasfilm Games, which is owned by Disney, uh, announced that a new story-driven open-world Star Wars adventure is currently in development at Massive Entertainment, uh, best known for developing the Division series currently. Uh, apparently, uh, according to Yves Guimau, uh founder and CEO of Ubisoft, uh, the Untitled Star Wars game will, quote, make the most of Massive's cutting-edge technologies, including the Snowdrop engine, to deliver a groundbreaking Star Wars adventure. Um, Ubisoft, or I should say Ubisoft fans, Division fans are, are meeting this with a bit less excitement because I'd have to imagine that Massive uh, is not going to be continuing to work on the Division mm. uh, or put out another Division game if they're working on a Star Wars game. The studio is not that big uh, to be able to split their time between two AAA projects such as that. Um, the, the part about this that's surprising is that we all were under the assumption that the agreement that EA signed with, uh, Disney back in 2013, uh, gave them the exclusive rights to publish Star Wars games for at least 10 years. Um, but apparently that is not the case or Disney decided to call an audible and probably throw some money, uh, at EA just to get the exclusive rights away from them. EA, according to them, will still be playing a big role in the future of Star Wars gaming going forward. So they're not leaving uh they're not leaving Star Wars behind completely. Uh but quite quite a big news, quite a big piece of news that dropped last week. What do you guys think about a new Star Wars game coming from the division, folks? I don't have strong feelings about the division one way or the other, because it's it's not a game I've played. It's not a game style that appeals to me. But I'm I'm glad that someone other than Electronic Arts is doing something with the Star Wars license because I think really until I guess Jedi Fallen Order and to a lesser extent Squadrons because I played Squadrons and I enjoyed Squadrons. Um, I I don't think EA did anything meaningful with the license while they had it. You know, um, that's a huge license to have, and I think at large they did not put out anything significant of quality while, no, while they had it, you know? You mean to tell me you're not a huge fan of Star Wars Battlefront? <laughs> no. Hey, to, to, be, to be fair, Battlefront 2 apparently ended up in a pretty good place. Eventually? Yeah. Sure. Took, took a while to get there. They, had, they definitely <laughs> hit some major bumps in the road, let's say, uh, on, on, on the journey. in 2017, and it took them until like mid-2020 to get that game I would, I would say I would say mid 2019 to get it to a point where people were happy with it. Again, the biggest pitfall with Battlefront 2 was the pay to win uh, mechanics that were inserted into the multiplayer at launch, uh, which was which, an EA staple way, Ubi- for a while. You, Ubisoft is not above that, right? right. No, that's true. <laughs> so, like, that is true. Everybody's like, oh, like just wait till you get an XP booster, uh, a force booster. Yeah. It's also boost it's also pretty week. it's also pretty wild how just injecting Star Wars uh into the news cycle towards a specific company sure is making people have a lot of short term memory loss about a lot of other Ubisoft oh, news yeah. that's been that's been in, in in the works for a couple months here. So Yeah. Funny that yeah. who cares who cares about <laughs> sexual possible sexual assault when when <laughs> 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 you just forget about it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> as I look at my lightsaber on the wall that I paid a 
egregious amount of money for at Disney World. Yes, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I'm, I'm excited for something different. Uh, I'm excited for a different type of game. Fallen Order was um, a, a bit of a breath of fresh air. Um, you know, Star Wars, Star Wars and first-person combat just doesn't seem right to me. Uh, it never has, so I never got into Battlefront. Um, yeah, I always wondered why there hasn't been like a like a real like open world style Star Wars game in a minute. Okay, I'm about to say if you're gonna say ever, I'm just like we're oh, no, <laughs> like no, have you been, have you been asleep for the last uh, 15 years? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean they literally put Star Wars in every genre except for what puzzle. No, I'm pretty sure there's there has to be a Star Wars puzzle game of some sort. Out there, there probably is. There I'm probably sure there is like a like a mobile game. That's a puzzle game. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Star Wars puzzle droids. Yep. Okay, a well. casual mobile puzzle game. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I literally I literally don't think there is a gaming sub genre that Star Wars has not been in. Mm. To people say, oh, there was Star Wars sports game. False. Star Wars <laughs> racer. Was the thing for sure? Yeah, Pod Racer. Yeah, I actually liked Pod Racer. I remember that game. Uh, it had a really good sense of speed. Uh, surprisingly, the arcade version of that game is one of the most fun things on the planet. You yeah, see the actual pod. Um, Ubisoft is making a Star Wars game. Okay, um, I, I'm not a huge fan of the division, mm-hmm. and that doesn't necessarily mean anything, right? Like that doesn't mean that it's going to be like the division. Uh, it better not be like the division, but, um, you know, I, I don't know. It's too early. It's, it's, too it's, early to see. it's funny because everyone, of course, you know, the, the knee jerk reaction, whenever you hear, you know, new star Wars projects, people like bring back 1313. That game was going to be amazing. Why did it have to get canceled? What's funny though, is that if they did do star Wars 1313, it would basically be like a star Wars version of the division for all intents and purposes. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah it probably would. Based based on the scope that that game had when it was uh, shown off briefly, uh, that's pretty much what it was. Is taking place in a self contained area, like in in that game. I believe it was going to stay on Coruscant the entire time. Uh, you were going to yeah, play as like a bounty the hunter, under, the underbelly of right. it, and then you played like a bounty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody knows about. It. Everyone wants to bring back thirteen thirteen. Nobody knows what that game was going to be. <laughs> They don't. They just they just hear the name Star Wars thirteen thirteen, and the shit sounds cool. Nobody knew what it was gonna be. Everyone who says that, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. So, so but, but, but listen, bit of, bit of exciting news. I'll be curious to see uh, what that looks like in a couple of years when that game uh, probably will release. I wouldn't expect it until like twenty twenty two, the earliest, if not later, to be quite honest. But uh, we'll take a look to see what they have on deck for us there. Uh, King's Dawn Lore Remastered is coming to the Nintendo Switch on March 16th. So all you Switch owners that uh, want to check out some KOA action, uh, it's going to be there for you. Would not recommend playing that game in handheld mode. Uh, there's a lot going on on the screen. No. And many times, just FYI. <laughs> no, that is the one thing I will also go back and mention about Monster Hunter Rise. I would not play that game in handheld mode. That is a game meant to be played docked. Um, yeah, I... Hey, Kingdoms of Amalur. Good game. Um, t- 
terrible studio behind it. <laughs> well, the stu- the studio itself was not terrible. The people leading the studio, um, most most specifically the person heading up the studio, uh, pretty Kurt piece Schilling of shit. Suck my dick. Uh, <laughs> well, he can't hear you because he's been banned from Twitter. So <laughs> that's true <laughs> for being for being an anti semite. So I think he blocked me on Twitter before he was banned from Twitter. So um, I'm I'm not a sports person. It's yeah. not that sport. Kurt Schilling is a baseball person. He was he was a yes. baseball player. What was okay, a popular get, baseball player? I always get him and Pete Rose confused. Now Pete Rose was the wrestling sp- uh, baseball player. Right? Yes, correct. Who bet on baseball? Yes, he bet on his own team while he was managing a team. Yes, yes. Did he bet for them? Yes, he did win? actually. So he, oh, okay, so someone support for your team. Like, yeah, we're going to win, guys. Like, if you bet against them, then I'd be like, all right. I mean, either one, they win and you lose, which makes you look stupid. Or two, they lose and you win, which makes it look like you told them to throw the game. But if you vote, if you bet on your team. Well, but you have to, you have to understand, like, like baseball has a very – very serious past when it comes to gambling in yeah, baseball. Yeah, deep-seated history when it comes yeah. to... Yeah, so they don't, they, don't, they don't fuck around with that. Uh, Literally the reason why they have a commissioner is because of gambling in baseball. Yes. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, just go, go read <laughs> a Wikipedia on article on the, on the 1919 World shit. Series. Yeah, go, go read about the 1919 World Series and you can learn yeah. all about gambling in baseball. God damn, um, 1919. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the Black Sox scandal. Or just go or just watch Eight Men Out. That's also fine, too. Also fine. Um, but no, Kurt, and so Kurt Schilling was a baseball hero. He was famous uh, for pitching with like a suture in his ankle during the World Series so that and, and it bled through his sock. Like the Bloody Sock game is a very famous uh, uh, baseball lore during the Red Sox World Series run in 2004. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone liked Kurt Schilling, and then Twitter happened, and he started to let his politics show, and that was a bad idea. Yeah, T- then everyone was like, wow, he's a raging, racist, sexist, homophobic, anti-Semite, mm. um, and also he bankrupted the state of Rhode Island. Yeah, got got like I said, acquired a grant to run a game studio and ran into the ground within... 18 months basically. Mm-hmm. So uh he's been a Breitbart person. Right. That, that's it. That's, that's all you got to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you Kurt Chilling again. Kurt Chilling can suck my dick. Um I would say unblock me on Twitter but he can't cuz he's been banned like the <laughs> asshole he is. Uh But like you said King's Vamalore. King's Vamalore. Good game. Yeah, and and to be fair, King's Vamalore only peripherally had anything to do uh, with Kurt Schilling's 38 Studios because I guess they, published they they published it, but it was actually developed by Big Huge Games, uh, who used to be based in Timonium, Maryland. Yeah, yeah, so back in the day. Um, but yeah, so they're still the, around. Uh, they're they're in North Carolina now, and they do mobile stuff now. Okay, so not quite in the same uh, in the same way that they were before. No. Uh, members of the fighting game community, or FGC, as it's colloquially, colloquially – I can never say that word – colloquially known, uh, have recently unveiled a code of conduct for the competitive fighting scene. Uh, it's a list of common sense rules that include a firm stance against several forms of abuse and harassment, 
hygiene standards, which I appreciate that they put that into the mix. Mm. And procedure, and procedures again for the people in the pools. (laughs) (laughs) And procedures uh, for when the terms was when the terms become violated. Uh, Naturally, people in the FGC pushing back on this, yeah, because furious at the thought (sighs) of because I'm I've got the thing up right now. It's it's fgcoc.com fighting game code of conduct, Um, and like the conduct is like. Don't don't take photographs of people without their consent. Don't stalk people. Don't threaten with a dangerous weapon. Don't bully. Don't do fucking DDoS. Don't SWAT people. Like, again, common sense, kind of like, if you're not a complete fucking raging jackass, you're not going to have a problem with this. But unfortunately, the fighting game community has a lot of raging jackasses (laughs) you know it didn't used to be like this like the fighting game community used to be like a like a weird place where where it was it was it was like it was like a hockey game right like like yeah there's a sense of real competition but like at the end of the day everybody shook hands and and you know you would have people of of all races and genders and they would come in, but you know, as it's, as it's gone on. And then the straight men had to ruin it for everyone. Yeah, man. Like, like as, as it's gone on, it's just kind of become shittier and shittier, man. I, I just, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I blame, uh, I blame smash. Mm. I blame smash and all their fans. They, they, they are wilding. <laughs> I mean, you're not. I don't think you're wrong there. Like they, they're kind of infamous for, for. Uh, Look at a bunch of go, 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 uh, go YouTube uh, Super Smash Brothers like freakouts or some shit, and just and just watch a compilation of just just people just with struggle mustaches. Just throwing their controllers all over the place. <laughs> and look, I I appreciate them trying to police themselves and not wait for some kind of like governing body to not, not that there is a universal one in the FTC, but not wait for someone to do it for them. Um, it's always better if you can get community buy-in on the ground floor. It's just a shame that people don't understand that there's an issue that needs to be addressed. Like it's like you have a fucking terrible reputation. If you want the scene to grow, um, and legitimize, you have to, you have to take these kind of steps, but that's the problem is that a lot of people that fight back against that don't want the, it's, you know, like they, they want it to be the indie band that they like, but they don't want everyone else to like it because then it won't be as cool. And it's weird because like part of, part of fighting games is the mind games, mm-hmm. you know, it's the trash talk, it's the smack, but like, you, you know, you gotta, it's, it's all the bravado, right? You can but engage you gotta, in trash talk without being racist right. or sexist like, exactly like it's such it's such i played in pet fruit. band in college like i know how to engage in trash talk against an opponent without being a complete like again without being a phobic of any sort um because i would have been removed from pet band if if i had you know been a racist and it would have been fine for me to remove to be removed because i would have been racist you know (laughs) it's this is like basic basic stuff um so i mean hopefully tournaments 
adopt this and hopefully the the fighting game community space can become ever so slightly less toxic but who knows we wash your see. ass man god damn <laughs> please wash your ass <laughs> men men of the world i assure you i assure you it does not make you gay to wash your asshole that you can put a loofah between the cheeks <laughs> and it's not going to make you gay i promise promise 3.1.15 creating a nuisance or a hazard by neglecting personal hygiene refusing to take appropriate hygienic or medical precautions or engaging in or uh, engaging in or encouraging others to commit any hygienical or medically unsafe hygienically or medically unsafe behavior i don't know what hygienically unsafe behavior is not washing your asshole sound, it, it sounds like something i do not need to know no. wow let me tell you something not that i had a problem before keeping a clean asshole because like you said you should it's not hard uh you know my you know one of the best purchases i made in the last year getting in this lockdown shit one of the one of those like bidets that you can attach to your actual toilet it's amazing nice. yeah when uh when we went to paris uh it was the first time i used a bidet and it was weird at first, and then I liked it. Yep. Because it's, it's look. Because surprise, it feels good when your butt is clean. Yeah. Yeah. And you use less toilet paper, which is and great. you use less toilet paper. It's good for yeah. the environment. Yeah. It's good for your butthole, you know. Like I said, they, they don't sponsor the show. This, this is a genuine <laughs> recommendation from me. Go go check out the Hello Tushy. It's amazing. It's like 100 bucks. You'll it'll, it'll pay for itself within a year. I guarantee. And shockingly, uh, a man did not show up at Brad's house and insert his dick into Brad's <laughs> mouth after he used the <laughs> In the show notes, you have to make sure that you put hashtag Hello Tushy. So that hopefully. <laughs> YouTube, so they see us and then they can sponsor yeah. us? Yes, that would yeah, be amazing. Yeah. That'd be amazing. I, I love sponsoring things that I actually use and like. So, not, not fucking Geek Crater. Loot fuel or whatever the fuck <laughs> we, we used to, whatever wares we used to pedal on this show many years ago. Um, so look, COVID's still a thing. I don't know if uh, if anyone realizes it, but it's still very much uh, very much going on. Uh, spikes have been happening over the past several weeks in many countries around the world. Uh, England uh, has instituted a nationwide lockdown uh, to help curb or to help uh, flatten the curve, as they say. Uh, but one man, one man in Bedworth just couldn't leave the, the, the compulsion to catch them all, uh, was, was too much to bear for the lockdown order. A man in England, uh, was fined 200 British pounds sterling or about the equivalent of 270 American dollars, uh, for breaking the lockdown restrictions to go catch Pokemon in Pokemon Go. Uh, police find him for, quote, contravening the requirement to not leave or be outside the place they live without a reasonable excuse. Apparently going to catch them all. Uh, not a reasonable excuse for breaking not lockdown reasonable. in uh, in England. Play, play, play bitch games. When bitch rises. When bitch rises. I didn't know Pokemon Go was still, like, super popular. It's still oh, very yeah. popular. I, still, I play Pokemon Go every day, dude. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Not for like excessively, you know, I log in and I 
catch a yeah. few stuff that's around my house. But yeah, that's that's still, you know, and when the weather gets nice, I will be playing more often. So do they um in the oh, I guess this wouldn't really make sense uh, given that the game is playable in multiple time zones. But yes. I was going to say in the winter time does do like special like cold Pokemon come out, but uh, so uh, Pokemon the the game is like attached to some weather service. So like if it's snowing outside of your house, it is more likely that ice types will appear, for instance. Oh, snap. All right, that's cool. Yeah. Um, Micah, get your $60 ready <laughs> right now because Pokemon new Pokemon Snap is coming to the Nintendo Switch April 30th, according to Nintendo. Of course, they announced this game last year, the successor uh, to the Nintendo 64 game, Pokemon Snap. It's going to take place. fucking years yeah. to make a second Pokemon Snap game. It's going to take place in the Lentil region and feature an archipelago of islands that include jungles, deserts, and beaches, which contain over 200 Pokemon that you can snap with your camera in Pokemon Snap. All right. All right. This is uh, taking me back. Taking me back to when I was 19 and young, dumb, and full of cum, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> because I have yet to, uh, I had yet to, I had yet to uh, feel the touch of a woman. Oh, and, no. Uh, yeah, that's, that's why, that's the joke. Like, that's the joke. That's why everybody's like, oh, Micah, this is you. Like, nah, yo, I was a, I, in 1999, I was a 19 year old version playing Pokemon Snap. Because that's that's what I did. See, I was in fifth grade playing Pokemon Snap. So you were a virgin playing Pokemon Snap. <laughs> I was a virgin playing Pokemon Snap. The difference is that I was nine, and it would have been a problem if I was not a virgin at that point. God so damn. I, I don't I don't think this is going to be the phenomenon that Animal Crossing was this year, as far as spring Ooh. releases go. No, um, but what's nice, at least from my perspective, is what I have coming out, is we have this sort of, like, steady trickle of games coming out month after month. So it's like, all right, cool. I've got fucking Persona 5 Strikers next month. I've got Monster Hunter Rise the month after that. And then I've got Pokemon Snap in April. Um, And I think Pokemon Snap is going to do really well. I don't think it's going to do gangbusters like Animal Crossing did. But I think you have a lot of people who maybe didn't play a mainline Pokemon game in a long time who still have some degree of nostalgia for the original Pokemon Snap, i.e. people in Micah's position, (laughs) who I know Micah doesn't play most of the other Pokemon games, but he played and he enjoyed Pokemon Snap. And particularly now that this is this is a very family friendly game, right? This is something that Micah, you could now play with your son and probably get an extreme degree of satisfaction out of doing that. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, I'm always, my wife asked me the other day, she was like, do you have any games that we could play together? Cause every once in a while, you know, she wants to spend time and, uh, I don't let anybody in here. And, um, she's like, well, maybe we can play like that golf game or something. So, uh, yeah, this would be nice to, to play with, uh, something, something like not, low impact but you get what i mean yeah i mean it's um, chill it's a it's a yeah. photography game so yeah and she likes photography she loves photography actually 
got me into it. It's the reason I got the reason I got this damn thing. It's because she wanted it. <laughs> Very cool. Finally, the news. Uh, I've asked Carrie and Micah not to open this story because I, I uh, PlayStation put out their annual list of the top ten uh, downloaded games in the PlayStation Store. It's always interesting to me to see to see how this list shakes out because you'd have to imagine that there's at least some level of correlation uh, between this list and overall sales because I can't imagine that you know retail diverges wildly from this path. So let's start with PlayStation Five uh, in the United States and Canada. Can you each guess the top three downloaded PlayStation Store games for the year 2020? Call of Duty, because it's always Call of Duty. Yeah. Um, Assassin's Creed. Uh, what else came out? I can't think of anything else that might have came out. Well, I'm just think. Just say, think of the PS5 launch lineup because that's basically what it. Spider Man. Yeah, I'm gonna say Miles Morales, Call of Duty, and like NBA 2K. I am impressed that between the two of you, you correctly listed the games that are in the top four. Okay. Micah actually got all the top three correct, just in the wrong order. Oh, snap. Uh, number three was Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Number two, Spider-Man Spider Miles Morales. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. And right, number black man. Yeah. And, no, and number one, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Uh, perhaps shockingly. Now, now this does not count upgraded versions. So, like, anyone that upgraded from the... Other from the PS4 version to Call of Duty doesn't count in this list. This is PlayStation 5 purchases. Mm. Um, shockingly, Demon Souls rounding out the top five ahead of both Madden and FIFA in terms well, of people were really looking forward to that, right? I'm yeah. I'm still a little surprised that it's as high as it is, to be quite mm. honest. Mm. Uh, and weirdly enough, Immortals Phoenix Rising, despite releasing at the very end of the year, pretty much, uh, beating out Watch Dogs Legion. For the See, for the number nine I mean, spot. So. Look, we joke about we joke about Ubisoft releasing a game and then four weeks later cutting it in half, but uh, it worked. It worked on me. So let's move on to PS4 games. Can you name hmm. the top three PS4 games in North America in twenty? I mean, I gotta imagine Call of Duty is there again, right? Yeah. It is the number. Uh, Black Ops Cold War is the number one selling game of twenty twenty. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima has to be up there. It has to be. Last okay. of Us 2? Okay. No, You know what? I'm going to throw a curveball in there. Okay. And I'm going to say Persona 5 Royale. Ooh. Not in the top 10. <laughs> really? Yeah, Not in the top 10. Yeah. They're probably still playing the first one. It's true. Yep. <laughs> number, <laughs> number one, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Number three, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And Where the number five and the number two game is Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> wow, dude. It cannot be stopped. Now, Micah, since you have not looked yet, there were three <laughs> prominent PlayStation exclusives that came out last year: uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us Part Two, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Can you tell me what was the top selling one of those three games in the PlayStation Store? Oh man, I feel like. Um... I feel like it's Ghost of Tsushima because it's a new property. Mm -hmm. I feel like Final Fantasy is next. Mm -hmm. And as much as, um, because as much as, as, you know, people like The Last of Us 2, I really think it's a vocal minority 
um, who are like really, really, I'm not saying the game is bad, mm-hmm. but I feel like the people who love that game really love it. And the people who just kind of like that series could doesn't, you know, I, I, the first one was fine. I don't need to play it again. I've, and I feel like more people have that mentality. So Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Final Fantasy, Last of Us. I'm surprised that you put Ghost of Tsushima in the number one spot there. And you are correct. It was the highest selling PlayStation <laughs> yeah. exclusive, uh, followed by The Last of Us Part Two, and then Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, oh, you weebs let me down. Ghost of Tsushima fifth overall. Top yeah. sold for the year. Impressive. Uh, behind Minecraft. And, wow. and the Call of Duty's in GTA. Man, um, that game... I started playing that game again, man. God, it's beautiful. It it just like the like it it's the reason to have uh an HD TV. Mm-hmm. Like it's amazing. And playing on PS5 is incredible. Um sh- also shot so the last one we're gonna we're gonna look at is free to play games. Uh Micah, can you give me and Carrie, if you're not looking at it, can you give me the top three free to play games? In twenty Fortnite twenty, Fortnite Rocket League, Fall Guys. Uh, Fall, Fall, Fall Guys technically not free to play. It was free because it was yeah, PlayStation it was, Plus, but it's oh, not a free to play right. game. That's so. right. Okay. Uh. Uh. Didn't Call of Duty have they? They like do. A, they do indeed. Warzone. Have a free yeah. Oh God, so so yeah, like I the call, call of Duty bullshit. Uh, Rocket League, because Rocket League, cause my I watched my husband play a lot of Rocket <laughs> League this year. Um, and Fortnite. You na- you nailed it in order, no oh, less, shit. no less. Call of Duty Warzone, Rocket League, and Fortnite. Uh, coming behind that is Apex Legends at four, Rogue mm-hmm. Company at five. Uh, somewhat shockingly, to me Genshin Impact down at seven. Uh, I thought that game was more popular uh, than that, but down at seven, Destiny two is eighth. Not bad. Uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 Lite rounding out the top 10. I did not know that they put out a free-to-play version huh. of Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, but they did. Um, so, yeah, that's your that's your top 10 PlayStation games uh, across the ver- various categories. Like I said, I like running this list out every year because it's always interesting to me to see uh, what is selling uh, because I always – again, we, we, we get so locked into – uh, like the the nerddom of of the game industry that we forget that there's a whole lot of filthy casuals out there playing a lot of games that uh appeal to filthy casuals. So there you go. I'm 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 impressed by Ghost of Tsushima because I don't recall that game getting like uh the the gigantic marketing push. I was pleasantly surprised about it as well. I would not have expected it to be above The Last of Us. Yeah, like The Last of Us, like. Like it's from a it's from a, a studio that makes incredibly good cinematic experiences. Um, the I remember it be I remember it getting the marketing blitz like a movie getting ready to come out, and um, and it's got uh, and it's a sequel. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you know, for a brand new property that takes place in a foreign land, and and um, stars a bunch of uh, people that you don't know. Well, I guess you don't really know them in the last of us, but that wasn't like pushed heavily mm-hmm. to the, to the mainstream. Yeah, man, that's a testament to how, how good that game is. And people are just like, you got to play this very much. So now that that might be, I, I think if overall sales were looked at, I bet you last of us two probably sold more like ghost of Tsushima wasn't on the European list, for example, at all. 
um, in the top ten. And I would imagine that Last of Us 2 probably did better at retail than Ghost of Tsushima did. Um, but again, still, I, I agree, very impressive to see it in the top ten. So that's your that's your news for this week. Go to uh, www.densepixels.com slash Amazon for all of your Amazon purchases. When you go to www.amazon.com slash densepixels for all your Amazon purchases, uh, you get what you want and you help us out. Uh, it's the easiest way. It's not the best way. It's the easiest way to uh, help the show. Uh, let me help you out. What can you buy? Um, <laughs> you can buy uh, Light of the Jedi. That's the last thing I bought. And, um, and uh, yeah, you can buy that at densepixels.com slash Amazon. If I could be so bold, if you have a Kindle recommendation, a book, Mass Effect Revelations. Finally, finally started reading the Mass Effect series. Revelations, the first book in the series. I, uh, I really like that book. Yeah. It's an easy, it's an easy read. I was, I, I read it in like three days. It's um, like Drew Carpition or something. It like is. That? Yeah. Drew Carpition. Yeah, who is really the, the writer book. of the games gives, gives, it's kind of like a prequel for the whole, for the Mass Effect video game series. You, you get to learn a lot about Captain Anderson and about, uh, and about Saren, uh, before, and, and before Saren, you know, went crazy. And was indoctrinated. Um, fun little story adventure with them. Listen, good book, easy read. If you like Mass Effect and you haven't read them yet, I highly recommend it. Uh, I'm going to be checking out Ascension soon. I've heard I've heard the first three Mass Effect books are good, and avoid the fourth one, uh, like the plague. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> just don't worry about them. Yeah. Uh, we went like two weeks without being forced to talk about Cyberpunk 2077, but <laughs> that is come to an end. Look, I gotta tell you, like before we even get into this, I, I'm I'm a pretty pragmatic person by nature. Like like I tend I tend to approach things with with a with a steadfast realism, and and I don't let myself get too high or too low in in most situations. In when it comes to video games and playing video games, not the industry, but but when it comes to games coming out, you guys all know that I am an eternal optimist, and I am I am far, I'm able to fall into hype. Uh, just as easily as the rest of you, but between over the last five years, the the industry is trying to beat that optimism out out of me because between the Last of Us and Anthem and now Cyberpunk, they are trying to shit on my parade and ruin all of my good times, <laughs> and I don't like it. The, the, those those franchises are it, people are starting to become obnoxious with it, and yeah. um. You know, it's like it's like the uh, the rise of the celebrity chef, right? Like, yeah, okay, this person has personality and feelings and stuff, but like, I, I just want I just want to eat your food. <laughs> I, I don't I don't need to hear you cussing and and all that. I don't need you know to to I, just just tell me where to eat and give me and 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 don't be a dick about it. Or make me some food and don't be a dick about it. Like, give me your game and don't be obnoxious about it. Like, uh, it, the game will speak for itself. Well, Micah, but, unfortunately, uh, uh, CD Projekt Red finally came out uh, weeks after all this controversy has been laid bare. Uh, the CEO of CD Projekt Red put a video online uh, apologizing for 
the the lead up to the launch and 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 how the game released. They laid out the roadmap for what's to come. So there's two big patches coming uh, in January and February. There's some free DLC coming mid year, and then the free next gen console upgrade. Uh, is coming probably in late 2021, which means I'm probably not going to be playing Cyberpunk until late 2021. Um, but essentially, he, they said they – here's some quotes from this video. It's like a five-minute video. You can watch it if you want. Uh, they underestimated the task of making a game optimized for PC to run smoothly on seven-year-old consoles despite the fact that other game companies do it all the time. But, you know, that's fine. Uh, he says to not blame the testers. Uh, but it turns out that the testing that they did didn't show a lot of the issues that people experience while playing the games, which leads me to ask the question, what testing did you do then right. on these old consoles? I'm willing to believe they didn't really do much of anything. At least but not on at did, least not on old gen consoles. They probably just fucking tested the shit out of it on PC and threw some spit on it and said, this will work great. This will work great. Um. But yeah, again, it's still it's still not on it's still not on PlayStation. Still can't buy it on a PlayStation uh, on the PlayStation Store, which is which is funny to me. Still that it's that we're still at this point. Uh, and I still, he, just like I find it hard to believe that he literally went out and said our testing of older consoles didn't show many of the issues you experienced while playing the game, and I find that very difficult to believe. Um. Also, again, like. They had how much time to spend on this while the older consoles were the current gen systems and they couldn't make a product mm-hmm. that that worked. Well, and here and here's the other problem, too, is that they he also did not even mention one of the other major criticisms of not allowing reviewers to post their stuff until the game launched online, like like basically hiding the jank and hiding the the bustedness from everybody and not putting out console versions for review, like forcing every reviewer to play it on PC. Again, it, it's deceptive. It's absolutely yeah. deceptive. Uh, they didn't mention crunch in the video. There is something on their website that says that the team is working to bring relevant fixes to the game without any obligatory overtime. Um, but again, that's something that was also criticized. You guys made a big fucking stink about how there was going to be no crunch in your game. And lo and behold, there was absolutely crunch uh, in leading out to it. And uh, it looks really bad, especially because pretty much the day after this statement went up, uh, CD Projekt Red got shrired, essentially. Uh, Bloomberg News uh, put out a story from Jason Schreier uh, that is basically a very short version, uh, but very similar to the Anthem uh, expose uh, that he put out in the wake of that, uh, where he talked to 20 current and former uh, CD Projekt Red staffers, only one of them on the record. Uh, everyone, Most everyone else was anonymous for obvious reasons. Uh, and he basically, they basically said, yeah, like essentially, it's, it's funny how much similarity there is between the cyberpunk development and the Anthem development, uh, where they basically said, you know, hey, this is a problem. Hey, I don't think, I don't know how you think we're going to hit these release targets. Like, what are you guys doing? And they were their attitude was basically, well, you know, we made The Witcher three, it'll all work out in the end. <laughs> uh, the demo they showed at E three twenty eighteen was apparently entirely smoke and mirrors, like it wasn't a real gameplay demo, it wasn't an authentic gameplay demo. It was something that they constructed specifically for E uh, three, 
which <laughs> that's always great. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw the the response the response from Adam uh, Badowski, um, who's the head of studio, um, who was like, "You only talk with twenty people, and some are ex employees, and only one of them is not anonymous." And I would not call that the most of the over five hundred people staff uh, saying that this is this is that these claims are correct. And of course, Jason Trier was like. CD Projekt chose not to respond to specific questions, and they did not make Badowski available for an interview for our article. So it's interesting to see these comments arriving now. Uh, if he wants to talk talk to me about this, I'm happy to interview him anytime. Yeah, it's just like I said, and if that's not confirmation, because again, it's not like Jason Schreier put this out. Like like Bioware did the same shit. Bioware did the exact same thing when he put yeah. out the end article. They're just like, oh, he didn't talk to us, and he's like, yeah, I, I fucking tried. Like I can I can show you the emails if you yeah. want. Like, like, I was like, I got all day. I'm literally here. Right. All day. Like, I'm like, 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 I'm it's it, it, it never, it never ceases to amaze how they, the mindset that the game industry has towards the games media and they don't realize that this dude and, and not the, not to disparage anyone else that works for any other website, but they don't realize that this dude is a serious fucking journo, man. Like he's not just going to fucking put out. A he's story. Not in, he's not in it just for the reviews. Like he's right. doing yeah, investigative yeah. journalism, which is wildly different <laughs> than just being like seven point five out of ten. Good right. game. He doesn't give a fuck about getting a free game. Right. Right. A week before the game comes out. Like nah, yo. Like, and I love how they all they all try to they all try to call him out on it. Well, I'm, you ain't talked to me. Uh, I tried. I'd like to talk to you right now. <laughs> uh, um, I ain't got time. But again, uh, and, and they, they and they it's it's an intentional decision not to do that because they don't want to open themselves up to the questions that he's going to ask, and because they want to be able to control their side of the narrative. That's what it boils yeah, down sure. to at the end of the mm-hmm. day. And and it's a lot easier for them to not comment officially on the story, but then as soon as the story comes out, to throw shit from the other side of the room be like, Oh, this is bullshit. Ah, uh, you didn't hear from us in here, blah, 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 blah. It's a, that's, it's, it's a tried and true media tactic that goes beyond the game industry beyond the last several years. Like it's, it's been this way forever and ever and ever. Um, but again, it, it, it just, it's just wild to me how in a world where we saw Anthem, we, we like, we saw how much scrutiny was placed on that, on that whole situation. Um, we've seen other challenging projects with when in with respect to crunch and things of that nature um, in games like, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2, for example, and, and things of that nature. How you just ha- have a complete lack of awareness for th- what the story is going to be framed around you. Um, it, it, again, it seems like in this case, the CD Projekt Red bit off more than they could chew. Um you know, they talk in the article about how going from The Witcher to Cyberpunk, going from third person to first person required, you know, developing a, basically a brand new game engine, mm-hmm. um, which is no easy task. Uh, we talk about how the game, you know, they announced the game back in 2012. I think development on the game didn't truly start until 20, 2016. Um, so it's only really was in development for about four years, uh, despite the fact that people thought it was in for much longer. Um and again, just just the hubris and just the 
you know, the casual laissez-faire, ah, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. Like that's not, hope, hope is not a strategy. Right. That's, that's, that's not, that's not, that's like that, that's advice that, uh, that I should give everybody. And again, I, I said this a couple weeks ago, we, it's, it's also on us to some extent that we shouldn't have expected this because again, it's not like CD project red was a developer that had tried and true brought out flawless, amazing products, you know, first time, every time, like they were just the Witcher company beforehand. They made the Witcher games. That's all they did. And those games are very good. They also re- released to well, three is very good. Three is very good. They also, you know, before three released to primarily niche audiences and things of that mm-hmm. nature that are a lot more forgiving of these kind of things. So, um, yeah. So <laughs> I don't, I, I, like, I don't understand the, uh, the need for people to throw themselves behind a company, like to fall on the sword for a company. They're um, not going to suck your dick. Like, <laughs> they're not going to give you a free game. Like, right. I, like, I understand being a fan of something. I'm a fan of a lot of things. But, like, if, if, if in the face of overwhelming evidence that this company is not necessarily doing something great, you know, I got to take them to task, right? Like, look, I like some Ubisoft games. I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Assassin's Creed. I like yo, Rayman. Ubisoft, but but Ubisoft is a is a fucked up company, man. Like it just is, and um, and and just like the irony of you know CD Projekt Red making a game all about you know down with the corporate establishment, man. And like yeah, they're the corporate establishment. Like yeah, like the the fact that they can the fact that uh, this dude can come up here for an hour uh, five minutes and. And just, you know, give a pretty lame mea culpa. I mean, uh, you know, as soon as I saw it, I just, I just, I just rolled my eyes, man. Like, you don't need to do all this. But it works on people. And that's why they do it. Well, again, this is also, the time for this was not five weeks after your game came out when all this has been left to fester. Like, the time for this was in the immediate aftermath. And I and I get if you don't want to do this until you have a roadmap to present, but at least some acknowledgement that you fucked up early before people all bought the fucking game. Like that's the other thing too that that galls me is that they they did as much as they could to hide this shit and sweep it under the rug and keep it under wraps. And I don't again I don't know how they didn't figure that this was going to backfire spectacularly on them. Uh, but again, hubris is a hell of a drug. And did it truly backfire on them? Probably not. Because again, thirteen no. million copies sold in the first couple of weeks. So yeah, people will people will and look, you know, it might sound like I'm talking out of both sides out of both sides of my mouth. I like the game. Uh, I liked it enough to finish it. Um, I was fortunate enough to have a next gen system to play it on. But like, it's not the most revolutionary thing in the world, and um, it's 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 a fine game. It, it, but it's not uh, yeah, like I don't know what people were expecting, mm-hmm. but I was expecting Cyberpunk Skyrim, and that's kind of what I got. Mm. There are there are really good at things about that game. It's just that the execution is flawed, and if they fix it, that you know instead of instead of going out and 
you know, oh, we would, we would like, we will earn your trust again and all that. Like, I don't need all that shit. Just fix it. Just make it work like you said it was going to work. That's it. Yep. So stop, stop releasing games in Delta, assholes, all of you. So, yeah, man. <laughs> as long as people have been waiting for it, you could have, you could have, you could have pushed that thing. You could have pushed that thing another six months. And people would still be clamoring for it. Right. Like what's what's the what's what's gonna be worse PR for you? Releasing the broken game or pushing it out, you know, six months, but it's good when it releases. Yeah, man. It's it's, it's an and I, look, I, and I get it, like, you know, there are business aspects to it as well. But again, that's poor management. Yep. So uh, we turn to the post office, and as a reminder, uh, on the new Discord server there is a post office channel that is open week round so you can post your questions all week long we will go read them uh the previous week's questions essentially on the show uh our last uh, hurrah on facebook here amir says uh this will probably make you feel old but do you think that kids will see the indiana jones game as an off-brand uncharted because the time the game comes out we'll already have the uncharted movie out i don't think so Mm, Carrie, you shake your head, but there are more people in the generation just below you that uh, haven't seen any of the Indiana Jones films because there hasn't really – I mean there hasn't been one that's released in the past 12 years. There hasn't been, a, there hasn't been a good one that's released in over 30 years at this point. Yeah, I mean I don't know. I feel like there's something about Indiana Jones that just feels like core to pop culture. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is me being a fucking old person. Um <laughs> But I don't know. I, I feel like there's at least some sense of awareness as far as like Indiana Jones came first. So I don't think you're going to get people being like, oh, this is a knockoff of Uncharted. Like, I think people will recognize that the franchise is older. Maybe I'm being too optimistic. I, welcome to your welcome to your 30s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you are being optimistic because I, I think there are a lot of folks that understand that Uncharted evolved from Tomb Raider. But they don't necessarily if they if they aren't aware of Indiana Jones, they might not know the overall inspiration for a Tomb Raider. Mm. Um, it is going to be terrible when some kid says, "Oh, this is some fucking uncharted bullshit," like you know, something or other. That's going to be sad to me. Um, I think there'll be more than a few, especially especially younger kids like teens and stuff like that. And 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 if that's the case, if if, if you're a teen. And and you don't know about Indiana Jones? Smack your parents. It's their fault. They 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 did a poor job raising you, not exposing <laughs> you to classic cinema. Uh, Gustavo says hello, Dense Pixels hosts, and welcome back to the twenty 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 one Premier League fifty dollar league position extravaganza. Uh, we're halfway through the table or the, through the fixture list, I should say, and there's been a few surprises in the league table involving your clubs. Uh, here are the places that each host predicted. As a reminder, uh, I predicted my beloved Tottenham Hotspur to finish sixth. Uh, that's looking still like a decent prediction at this point. Uh, Micah went with Chelsea Football Club to finish fifth, uh, or to finish seventh, rather. Sorry about that. Um, they'll probably finish a little higher than seventh, but you're you're in the ballpark, Micah. Uh, Terrence with Leicester City finishing fifth. Uh, I don't see that maintaining over the course of the season, but we'll never know. Kerry had not made a prediction, though. About Newcastle United, it is. Um, Carrie predicted sucks. Yeah, Carrie, they do suck. Uh, Carrie predicted (laughs) a fifteenth place finish for Newcastle, an excellent prediction. Uh, Leonardo says, or Gustavo rather, have said, if you'd like to change your prediction, 
uh, but you only get $20, you can. Micah, how are you feeling about Chelsea Football Club? Seventh well, I'm place. Looking at, uh, I'm looking at the Premier League standings. Table. It's called a table in soccer. Oh, Ta- wow. Whatever. Um, uh, I just I just Googled Chelsea standings. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know what I'm looking at, but I see a number <laughs> eight next to Chelsea. They're, they're currently in eighth place, Chelsea is. Yes. All right. All right. Uh, how how much longer do we have? How many weeks? We left are this, we are literally the halfway through. The, well, there is no playoffs. First of all, like a, oh, there are no yeah, there 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 no one and done playoffs. No, there are no playoffs. It's just it, the regular season standings are <laughs> the are the are so in so in in league play. <laughs> this fucking stupid kickball game. <laughs> so the so well here here's why here's why European soccer is actually brilliant. So they play, so the reason that the regular season can stand to determine a winner is because they actually are able to play a balanced schedule. Each team plays the same schedule. They play each team in the league once at home and once away in a, on, in a 38 game season. So that's why you don't need playoffs or any sort of gobbledygook or nonsense like that. Um, so like I said, the, the table currently, we are literally halfway through the season at this point, exactly halfway through. Uh, some games have been postponed uh, for COVID related reasons and things of that nature. Uh, Tottenham currently sits fifth in the league. Uh, I could easily see them finishing sixth. I could easily see them finishing third. I don't think we're going to win the league this year. I'd like to finish third because that means we'll be qualified for the Champions League. Uh, and that would be better than winning $50. But uh, but we'll see what happens there. Uh, Chelsea Football Club finishing seventh, Micah. I, so currently they're in eighth place. Uh, I could easily see both West Ham United and Everton uh, falling below Chelsea Football Club, possibly even Leicester City, who's currently top in the league, but I don't see that uh, lasting long term. Uh, Terrence has Leicester fifth. I think that's a great prediction. Uh, I do. I do see Leicester falling down a little bit in the second half of the year, and then uh, Kerry Newcastle currently sits fifteenth in the Premier League table. So you are you are currently on the money uh, for your current prediction. They finished thirteenth last year. They did, and they got worse over last yeah. season. So uh, I don't know, fifteenth, sixteenth. Sure. <laughs> I only I look. I was assigned this team essentially by you because um, I identify very strongly with magpies because they are assholes. <laughs> very much. Um, I don't know. Like Where I said, the hell is Wolverhampton? It's it's in the Midlands. Uh, Newcastle has lost four of their last five too. So. Yeah, not great. Yeah, my and that's that's the other thing you don't that you get with uh with with especially the EPL because um, names of places are much more fun in England than in America. Like yeah, you know, chi- Chicago sounds lame. You know what is cool though? Leeds United. That's cool. Having even even though I hate them with all of my heart, uh, having a club just named Arsenal is also fucking hilarious to me and fantastic. Uh, like Micah said, Wolverhampton is uh, fantastic. And and what's their mascot? You already know the answer to that question without even looking. Of, of course. course, they're the Wolves. As, as if they could be any other way. Uh, Brighton and Hove Albion is another team that's in the Premier League because it, it encompasses two regions uh, in Britain. Sheffield United. Is fantastic. Uh, there's a lower league side in, that plays in Sheffield called Sheffield Wednesday. Why are they called Sheffield Wednesday? Fuck if I know. You can look it up on Wikipedia. But it's a cool name. 
Like oh, Newcastle said. United is a, is a cool name. They have cool uniforms. They play football, soccer um, badly. Um, <laughs> but they have the worst bird on the planet as their mascot. And again, appreciate that. Yeah. Like you said, there's the, possible. Is it are you are you changing yours, Brad, or are you are you keeping yours? Oh no, I'm I'm sticking with Tottenham and fifth. Okay, I'm sticking I with am, Tottenham and fifth. I am going to prices right one dollar you and say <laughs> uh, Chelsea will be fourth. Oh. I re, I re, that would make me very sad. Chelsea, <laughs> Chelsea, Chelsea is a London rival. Um, they are owned by a shitty Russian oligarch. Um. <laughs> They're very much like a Yankee style team that just buys and sells players on a whim. Oh yeah, like that's it then. Yeah, like that's that's definitely for you. It was you were either going to be Chelsea or Manchester City, and I and I don't I don't like you enough to give you Manchester City. So, <laughs> but they, but they, but they're the ones that identify the closest with you. Um, I just went to the Newcastle United like website, and the front page is literally a dude getting kicked in the face by an <laughs> Arsenal player. <laughs> New, Newcastle United is notable for uh, uh, back in I think it was in like ninety might have been like two thousand five or so. Uh, they had two of their players got get got sent off with a red card in a match for fighting each other, like 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 they got into a fist fight with one another and both got ejected from the I game. I love that. Look, if someone <laughs> if someone listening wants to send me a Newcastle United jersey, I will absolutely wear it on the show. Yeah. Like like and 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 that that uh, that and anecdote. And I will start paying attention to Premier League yeah. if someone does that. That that anecdote um, sums up Newcastle better than anything else I could say about them. Is they had two two players on their club fight each other and get red carded from the game for doing it. So uh, Henry asks, where does one uh, where, real quick? Where does one watch Premier League? So ESPN. Uh, no, actually. So the Premier League uh, is owned by the rights are owned by NBC. So you can mm. you can watch them on the NBC uh, suite of networks, including NBC, NBCSN, uh, and Peacock. If you have a Peacock subscription, as okay. well. So, All right, go hmm. Chelsea, <laughs> but not not don't go too far. <laughs> but go Chelsea. Henry asks, "What are the top four features that you would want in a pro wrestling slash MMA game?" Micah, take it away on this one. <sighs> Jesus, um, I, I've never played Fire Pro, but I, I understand that it's my understanding that Fire Pro does the ebb and flow of a match very well. Um, like. The, in 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 terms of you can't just like I haven't played a wrestling game in a long time, but you can't just come out and 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 just get like do like a bunch of punches and then your finisher and then that's it. Like even on the easiest difficulty, right? Like like you there's there are systems that are working behind the scenes to prevent you from doing that. I wanna I want. I want a, a a a wrestling game that does that, but doesn't look like Fire Pro. Right. Um, I don't need. I think wrestling games are getting the wrong idea with with wrestling. Watching wrestling is one thing. Playing a wrestling game is something very different, right? Like 
they're they're focusing on storylines and and story modes and 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 promos that that are silent, right? Like, nah, man. Just make a really good. Just make a really good. Um, I, I I want I want gameplay mechanics. I want it to be like a fighting game. That I think that's the biggest problem that wrestling games are into is that they are trying to straddle the line between fighting game and wrestling presentation and they don't yeah. do either thing particularly well. Um, right. And I think they need to lean harder in one direction or the other. And from just from a gameplay standpoint, they should lean more in the fighting game direction because the problem that wrestling games have is that the movements are very stiff. And like Mike has said, the flow of matches in wrestling video games doesn't match what's on the screen because in, in real life they're not doing a move and then there's a break and then they do a move and then there's a break. Like that's not how, that's not how that works. It, like there was a shitty wrestling game that came out in like Oh nine, uh, called legends of WrestleMania, uh, which was a, like an offshoot of the WWE series. It had an interesting mechanic that they had like a chain wrestling mechanic where you could institute a chain and it was a kind of a series of quick time events, but it actually, made the matches flow a little bit more naturally. You can figure out a way to kind of figure that part of it out without putting the QTEs in there. I think then that you'd be on to something um, in that respect. And all, and like, it's interesting. Henry mentions MMA games because you get a little bit of that in MMA games that I've seen. I don't, I don't really play any of the UFC games, but there's a little bit more flow to those games. Um, that's more akin to a fighting game and you can do that with wrestling. Um, but it requires a lot of work <laughs> to, to develop yeah. a gameplay system that works around it. And I just don't think that those developers are really up to the task, honestly. No, especially when, you know, uh, outside of very recently, the schlock they've been putting together has been selling just fine. Yeah. So if it ain't broke, they're not going to fix it now maybe they'll fix it now because it was really broke last time <laughs> but uh but uh i don't know i'm i'm curious i'm curious to see what this aew game is going to be uh from a gameplay standpoint um it looks like dog shit but uh <laughs> that's their fault for showing an alpha and um pre-alpha in fact, right, a pre-alpha. Yeah, like so. right, I know, I know you're excited, but come on, man. Like, just chill out. But uh, I'm I'm curious to see what it does to see to see how it plays. Yep. Uh, finally, Johnny asks, any predictions for the Resident Evil 25th anniversary celebration this week? Uh, obviously, they're going to be showing. They've already announced they're going to be showing some gameplay for uh, Village coming up here we're soon. gonna get the resident evil 4 do you game. think so that's it so that, that's the first thing that popped in my mind i still feel like they saved that for whatever e3 is this year no nah, i think i think here's here's what i think i don't think we're going to see anything i mm. think they will announce it and there will be a short 30 second teaser and we will get a full rundown at whatever e3 happens to be this year hmm. um Leon Kennedy in Smash Ultimate. Mm. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not an outlandish prediction. Honestly, honestly that's <laughs> at this point not I'm, the strangest look, thing that would happen. I think. Look, I'm I'm only half joking. 
I'm only half joking. I don't think you even need to be half joking. I think you could be completely serious, and and I think it would be reasonable. Yeah. So it, but it's it's tough, right? Like I, it's I'm not sure. Like like Resident Evil, I don't feel like lends itself as well to anniversary celebrations, especially considering that you just got two things that might be announced at an anniversary celebration in the past couple of years. Yeah. When it comes to Resident Evil, um, between two and three remakes, um, that's interesting. The, I, 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 I'm, I agree with Carrie's assessment in that they do have to come with more than just Village if they're making a big deal out of the anniversary part of it. Um, it'd be interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I think, I think a four remake is inevitable though, especially with given the success of uh, the two and three remakes that have come out. I mean, for fuck's sake, the three remake was serviceable and just not as good of a game. And people were just like, yeah, it's fine. Like, it's good. Like, just yeah. two is so good that it's just, you know, it just doesn't hold up next to that. But I think four definitely would. Four, absolutely. Four is still, I think, the most popular game in the franchise. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we're getting that announcement mm. if they're doing this anniversary event like they got to do something that isn't just like here's the fucking big titty vampire lady for a half hour by village <laughs> that's all i've seen on my twitter ever since that ever since she was revealed as a character in this fucking game everyone's just like big titty goth mommy and i'm like all right like <laughs> i'm here for it <laughs> but also Calm down. <laughs> Do you think you could get away with naming the show Big Titty Goth Mommy? I, I don't think so. That's a shame. I don't think so. Because I think if you named the show Big Titty Goth Mommy, we would suddenly have an influx of new listeners. <laughs> but I might I might come up with a clever way to incorporate that title into the show. <laughs> that do, that does that doesn't get us that doesn't get us banned from YouTube. So we'll see. Big mommy milkers. I feel. <laughs> I feel. I feel. I feel. I feel like putting titty in a YouTube title uh, would probably get caught up in an algorithm somewhere along the line. Oh, probably. So same with Facebook too. Facebook would be like, yeah, hey, you know how you guys are getting off the platform soon. We're going to accelerate that for you a little bit. See, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta fool them and just be like big, tidy goth mommy. <laughs> See, this is a big, this is just a giant maid who is a goth and she keeps things tidy. Well, I like I said, I will come up with a clever title and it will be hopefully funny. And then when people get to this point in the show, they will laugh because they will realize why the title is <laughs> like, what, what it is. I already, I already, I already have it. I already have it in my head what I'm gonna do. So good, great. <laughs> so we're good. Glad I could provide that for us all this week. Oh, well, look, it's better than my original title of a uh, Dyson Sphere Truther because uh, that's not going to be as <laughs> funny as this. So, look, I I am here. Look again. Uh, about fifteen minutes into this episode, I finished twenty four ounces of margarita from Mezcal, which, if you are local and you've had a margarita from Mezcal, you know is ninety five percent tequila with like a splash of lime. Um, so yeah, I'm here to bring the um, chaotic, bisexual, horny on main content to the Dense Pixels podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, the post office is open week round now in Discord. Uh, so make sure to check out our Discord. You can find the invite to the Discord group in our fan group on Facebook. 
densepixels.com slash fans. So go there and join if you haven't joined yet, and then click the link and join a Discord, and then say fuck off on Facebook because in a couple months that's not going to be around anymore anyway. So, again, get in on the Discord. Uh, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, make sure you follow us on YouTube, youtube.com slash densepixels. Click the subscribe button and ring the bell icon. And then follow us on Twitch as well. Uh, I am Densepixels Brad. Terrence is Apparition 410. And Carrie is Sup It's Carrie. I'm actually going to be on a friend stream this weekend. Um, so this weekend was supposed to be virtual MAGFest. And then like MAGFest as an organization. Shit went sideways. I don't want to go into it on the podcast right now. I'm happy to go into it on the Discord if you want info on that. But instead, my friends at the New York Snark Exchange, um, they they have done an event in the past called FamFest. And I have done an event in the past called GamFest. Both of these are legally distinct entities from MAGFest. <laughs> Um, so this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, starting at 4 p.m. Eastern, we are holding an event on the New York Snark Exchange Twitch that's called Gam Fam, also known as Fam Gam. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we're actually getting um, each day starting at 4 p.m. You're going to get a Baltimore Gamer Symphony Orchestra performance. And then um, starting at 5 on Saturday, I will be streaming some Monster Hunter World. I'll also be in for Jackbox and Among Us and some other stuff as well. So uh, if you're not doing anything this weekend, come hang out with us. This is how much of an old man I am before we leave. This is how much of an old man I am. You said Gam Fest, and I'm thinking this is about like a a a, a fest of a festival for like the Rockettes. We just see their legs. That's the joke. Ah, yeah, Gam Fest. I get jokes. Yeah, uh-huh, you do get jokes. <laughs> it's it's rather than the music and gaming festival, which is Magfest. I decided to create the gaming and music festival, also known as Gam Fest, which is also a celebration of thick thighs. So. <laughs> Very cool. That is uh, that is it for us this week. Uh, again. Get in on the Discord. It's going to be a good time. We've been wanting to do this for several months. And then finally, Jay uh, took the initiative <laughs> and ran with it. Because Jay, who got banned from Facebook on his main account. Well, you know, he had, he had lots of free time. He keeps he keeps his Facebook accounts keep getting banned, so he had lots of lots of mm-hmm. lots of time to, to finally get it going. Um, so yeah, so it's there. Uh, like I said, message us for details, and uh, that's it. We'll see you next time. Thanks. See you. <laughs>